Welcome to 30 Minutes with TNA. We're back. Are we calling this season two? We might as well call it season two. Yeah. It's a new year, fresh start. 2021 is upon us. 2021 is upon us. We're changing the format and we're going to be consistent. And I think just we learned a lot. Season one, which was 11 episodes. And here we go, 2021. I'm excited. I'm excited too. And thank you to everyone who listened in 2020 and is back for more. Yay. Thank you for listening to our voices. We, we hate our voices. No. <laughs> I don't hate your voice. <laughs> well, you know, when you hear your own voice, you're like, what is that? Who is that? It's really interesting that everybody feels that way when they hear their own voice, like on a recording or in a video played back to them, um, that their voice sounds foreign to them, which yeah. is weird because you hear your voice all day, but it sounds different when it's played back to you. And I remember when I first started doing comedy, everyone said, you know, first you gotta get over hearing your own voice because you have to record everything all the time. And now when I hear my own voice, it sounds so normal to me because I listened to 10,000 recordings of me telling jokes, not to be a narcissist, but. No, it's helpful to get used to it. We just have to. You can get used to it. Yeah, I, I actually explained to a teenager uh, who really didn't like their voice. I explained to them that no one does in the beginning and kind of had to walk them through it. And I too remember discovering like, what the fuck is that? That's how I sound. <laughs> um, but you know, we're all unique and we have to learn to love our voices. But it has helped to listen to our podcast and understand how I'm how I'm heard. It's actually a great practice. Yeah, totally. So why don't you explain our new format to our loyal listeners? <laughs> so our new format is we are going to come every week with two things that we want the other person to know. Um, and we'll share them and we'll share the live responses and the live conversation about it on the podcast. And there's a wide range of, of topics and things this can be about. This can be personal revelations. It can be news headlines. Um, it can be opinions. And what's cool about it is, as you know, Terry and I have had a very long friendship. We're on different coasts. We're in different chapters of our lives. Tierney is newly married and newly a mother. I am single, I'm in LA, she's in Florida, um, and it's hard to catch up anyway. So you get to hear us catch up weekly, and not only that, but with intention and two big points. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was beautifully said, and I think we should just dive in and you should start. <laughs> okay, fine, really I'll start. <laughs> Um, well, I have to start with the obvious one, which, you know, your birthday, my birthday. I, it's my last day of 29. It's my last day of my twenties today. And it happened to fall on podcast day. Um, so what I want you to know is I'm turning 30 tomorrow and uh it's been a night it's been a fun 10 years it's been a very adventurous 10 years it's amazing how much can happen in 10 years and that's I think that's what decades birthdays do is they make you kind of be like oh wow like you know that 20 year old girl versus that 30 year old girl there's a really big difference there it's almost a different person 
Um, and I'm part planning a party in the pandemic, actually in the worst, worst, worst part of the pandemic. So I'm not sure if you know that one out of every five people in LA are testing positive for coronavirus right now. Well, no, I didn't know that. One out of every five people. And uh, it's really bad. And hospitals are 120% capacity. People are absolutely terrified. And there's a new call every day of someone close to me who's um, fainting, getting pneumonia, like shit's real here. And I'm turning 30 tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get six people together to go to Ojai and kind of have like a moment rather than turning 30 in isolation. And we're making it happen, but it's really, I would say like the biggest challenges is a, I mean, I got this Airbnb with the, with the hair, (laughs) the luck of a hair, there's nothing available anywhere. Um, and people are very nervous and we've had to tell people not to come based on their actions and behaviors and had to, uh, make it not personal. Um, the six people that are coming, we have a group chat and, you know, we're worried about shame and we're worried about sharing photos and what that will look like to people. Um, we're all getting tested beforehand and yet we're still going to isolate for five days after, because even if we get tested negative, there's a chance that we actually have it from getting exposed a week before. And then we all expose everyone. And then, So we're just going to be safe the week after as well. And it's only six people, Tierney, and it it has been teeth pullingly hard. Yeah, I can imagine that that is really hard for you, especially when 30 is, you know, a birthday that you want to have like a big blowout and be with everyone. And I know I did for my 30th birthday and just having any kind of event or milestone or party or anything during the pandemic is so difficult and it's so sad that in 2021 we're still worrying about the pandemic (laughs) worse apparently I'm preaching to the choir suddenly turning 30 feels very insignificant uh based on your milestone um and I don't have too much to say about it other than like there's a lot of personal growth and work that's been done. And I do really feel like 30 is a really good year. I think you kind of really get to know yourself and become unapologetic for who you are finally. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, there's a lot of personal growth there and and, and we'll talk about that later because I kind of want to talk about your milestone because like turning 30 just happens to you. You know, yeah, but it's important. Don't make yeah. it not important or don't like invalidate it. I think it's important because the next milestone is in a whole nother 10 years because nobody cares if you turn 32 or 36. Like it's all about turning 40 and that's like a really long time from now. So we're trying to like mark the time and I encourage everyone to try and mark their time still, even though we're not going outside, like do what you can. Mm-hmm. Like we are, we're do, we're six people and we're going to a house and that's very privileged of us. We understand that. And my friend is teaching us yoga on Zoom. And so we invited everyone to join us for yoga and mimosas after on Zoom. Um, 
to celebrate and mark it so that people remember like when I turned 30. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just a- I'm excited for you. It's just a birthday. 30th year. Yeah, but it's a new decade. Yeah. So it's not just a birthday. You're yeah. now in your 30s. And there's like an independence to it too because when yeah. you're single and you're turning into this new decade and I feel really good, it's almost like every, anything just like awaits me. They're, like it's so, my new phrase is patient without hope. Like it, there's so much that could happen, but to be hopeful for anything is like silly. It's just, you have to be like open and patient and just like continue being. So anyway, that's me. But what about you? <laughs> Happy almost birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on Zoom with us. I know, me too. Um, well, since our last season of 30 Minutes with TNA, I had a baby. Woo! I guess that was obvious considering how my complaints about my pregnancy <laughs> in the last few episodes there. And oh, ears. somebody wanted to say hi for a second. You knew you were talking about him. Right? Can you stay calm till we finish this podcast, please, my buddy? My son is was born four weeks ago. And he, <laughs> great. <laughs> and his name is Caspian. And he was eight pounds, 12 ounces, and he's already gained like two or three pounds. He's like a 10 pound little man now. And I know, I know you just want to be on the podcast, don't you? Don't you? Sorry. Um, Being a new mom is interesting. It's definitely been a journey trying to, you know, take 30 minutes out of the day to record our podcast as you can all hear is being interrupted a little bit (laughs) but that's fine um it's part of the territory and my wonderful husband and I have just been trying to figure it out um every day I was totally being honest when you asked how we were doing like a week ago or something. And I said, we're growing every day because it's all you can do as a new mom. So if anybody else is a new mom or expecting a baby, like (laughs) my advice would be maybe, maybe take some of Alexa's advice and be patient without hope. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, because nobody knows what they're doing. And anyone who has a baby for the first time and wants to make everyone think that they know exactly what they're doing is full of shit nobody knows what they're doing and that's okay I think kind of embracing that we don't know what we're doing has helped us a lot um Mm -hmm. learn about our baby and learn how to be parents what do you think has been the biggest challenge so far for you and Gregory but let's just start with you what do you think the biggest challenge has been for you as a person, as a woman, and as a mom to have Caspian? Um, I would, God, there's so many challenges. It's hard to pick the biggest one. <laughs> Everything's so challenging. That's real. Um, yeah, that's true. Currently, what comes to mind is just 
trying to understand your baby when your baby obviously can't speak and their only way of communicating is, you know, through like screams and cries and stuff, which makes it really difficult because um, you just want to know what's wrong and you just want to help them. And in my case, my son has like some gas problems that bother his stomach. And I don't know every time, like if he's crying about that or if he's crying just because wants to be held or if he's hungry and um this first month has just been a lot of us trying to understand him (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is which is tough because you know you love the little thing so much but when you don't understand what they need it's hard to fix the issue right away Mm -hmm. right so I was talking to Lauren Doctor yesterday, our friend. She's getting her master's right now in psychology. And we were talking about anxious attachment. And as you know, like one of my greatest revelations of my 29th year was understanding my attachment style. Mm-hmm. So there are many attachment styles. There's anxious attachment, meaning uh, you, you are so attached to the person for the sake of not being left. So there's anxiety around them leaving to the point where you kind of cling on to it, even if it's not good for you, just because you're afraid of being left. So it's kind of like a fear attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, that's what I have. And it's been amazing to discover because I can catch it now and feel it now. Um, there's also avoidant attachment. An avoidant attachment is you, you try not to connect um, cause you know, that connection will, will end up hurting you or it's too risky. Um, so you just kind of keep to yourself and you actually know that you're your own greatest hero, but to like a little too much. So you're not like really trusting. Um, and then, you know, of course there's secure attachment, which is you are very well balanced. And, um, you know, I would say that you're a very securely attached person, Tani, which is, <laughs> impressive um let me know if that's different but is it i don't know i don't feel very secure about anything but i appreciate it well right now um but when i was talking to lauren about it yesterday we talked about how it starts in infantry so like Mm. caspian's attachment style is being developed right now oh god don't tell me that well i'm I'm curious to hear because (laughs) Like Lauren was explaining to me, when you put the baby down and you walk away, does Caspian trust you enough to come back? So does he, is he, does he stop crying? Does he keep crying? And then when you come back and you pick him up, does he stop crying? Or does you picking him up not help the crying? Like, does he just continue for the most part? Um, It depends what he's crying about, really. Okay. He's crying about pain. Sometimes me picking him up doesn't help the pain, but fair. he's just crying because he like wants attention and yeah. Um, but he's not really like crying the second I walk away. Also, I think he maybe is too small to really be able to see if I walked away or not. Like his vision's still not that good because he's only one month, almost one month old. <laughs> so they don't really see much. I think we'll be able to see developments like that when he like can see me better. Yeah. <laughs> he's cute. We're, we're watching him on Tierney's lap. He's just, you know, he's just staring into space and chilling. For now. <laughs> For now. He knows we're working. 
Yeah, it's really, it's really surreal when you have a baby, you know, you spend nine months thinking about it, preparing for it, reading all the books about pregnancy and birth and whatever. But after he was born, I just, for like weeks, would just like stare at him and be like, oh, holy shit, like, I can't believe that. And it's weird that you can't believe it because you spent nine months thinking about it. But then then all of a sudden you just like forget everything and you're like, what, I can't believe it. Is he real? I'm like poking him. Like, are you real? Did I have you? Like, was it all a dream? But he's real. He's very real. Definitely real. And he's very healthy and, and lovely. He's a healthy man. He's a tiny old man. I spoke to, I have a neighbor on my street who just had a baby and he was jumping up and down and explaining to me like, this is the best time to have a baby. I work from home. We're just home with the baby. And I think that uh, it's really the best time to have a baby for men. And I don't think much changed for women, but I think men are really excited to be able to be a part of this process where like pre-pandemic, they likely would have to be at work, right? No, totally. And it's been great for me because um, Gregory doesn't go to work anywhere anymore. He's home all day. And, you know, if I need a minute to like do a yoga class or like just take my dog for a walk and not worry about the baby for a minute, um, he's home. And we can find usually a break in his work day, like to give me a break from mom duty. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, definitely a good time to have a baby, I think, because we can't go anywhere or do anything or see anyone anyway. So now we're home with our baby and he mm-hmm. takes up a lot of freaking time. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine if you had Caspian right now and then you also had to go to a birthday brunch. And, you know, it's 10.30 a.m. there and you have to be there at 11. Yeah. Like how stressful that is and being social and bringing him or not bringing him and, and all that stuff. Instead, you can really just be. Yeah, we pretty much anywhere we're going to go, we have to bring him. Um, I'm still at that stage, you know, that early stage of having a newborn where I don't, I don't want to leave my baby with anyone and I don't want anyone to touch him. <laughs> kind of a psycho. Like nobody can touch my baby. <laughs> Fair. Very. Fair. Everybody has germs. So. And he's so fragile. He's so tiny. Look at him. Oh, he's falling asleep. He's so cute. Wow. Finally falling asleep. Oh, that's so nice. Can I share what you having a baby has taught to me? Yeah, please. My greatest lesson in all of this is, you know, I'm a planner and I can't. You don't say. (laughs) And I had a very clear life uh, designed for myself, as you know, and I went through a breakup two years ago now that just shattered my plans, but it didn't shatter my plans. Like I kept... I held on strong to my plans and then kept kind of projecting my plans onto other people. And my plans were to, you know, get married and have a baby. Right. So when my best friend, you got married and had a baby, the people in my life 
asked me how that felt and especially the ones closest to me. And it's not like everyone was like, how does it feel? Um, but you know, my mom's like, yeah, you know, your best friend kind of did what that, what, what was your plan? And how does that make you feel? <laughs> and it, it, had, it had, it's amazing because it had the exact opposite effect of what, what one would assume, which is, you know, jealousy or sadness or mm -hmm. like we had the exact opposite. It actually brought me comfort to where I am. And we talked about this a little bit because watching you and Gregory prepare for this birth and, and being married and talking about living on an entire life together and seeing this baby and his entire life that's going to grow in front of your eyes and the partner that you're doing that with, it like kind of blew up my plan and made me realize that you don't want to do this with just anybody. You have to wait for the coolest, greatest, best friend partner because you're really embarking on life. It's like choosing, it's choosing a life partner. It's nothing to, it's nothing to rush into. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm so, so happy for you that you found it. And I'm totally going to be patient without hope to find it. And it's cool. It like made me sink into like, oh, I'm good because I don't, I don't know who that is yet. I can't do that on my own. And I'm not going to do that with Joe Schmo. Yeah. That's the biggest lesson that you having a baby taught me. I'm so happy that I was able to teach you a lesson by not doing anything. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like you're such a, um, like a born leader and teacher and you're like constantly, you know, trying to teach, like teaching people, but with so much like intention and everything. And I wish I could be more like that, but I'm glad to hear I was able to teach you something without even trying. You are a leader by example. <laughs> you're, you're a leader by example and you live this like really uh, intuitive, peaceful life. And I feel like you're definitely an excellent planner, but I also don't think that you think too far ahead. And I think that's to your benefit. I think you kind of live in the moment and do what feels right. And oh, you're always to my benefit. You're always teaching me. What do you mean? One of my New Year's resolutions was to um, to think more before I say anything <laughs> <laughs> or do anything, honestly. What? A healthy pause before acting. I, yeah, I feel like it's been my resolution like every year. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. I mean, imagine it, what would happen if we didn't pause constantly. Yeah. Well, last year, my New Year's resolution was to do a full push-up, like a regular man push-up. How'd that go? And I didn't get to do it because I got pregnant and there was no way I could do a push-up while pregnant. <laughs> Just one? You couldn't do one? No. I could do girl push-ups on my knees. My New Year's resolution was to do like a regular push-up. I'm going to go ahead and tack that on to 2021 for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unless I got pregnant again. <laughs> I believe that you can squeeze one push-up in there. <laughs> I have faith in you. Um, well, the other thing I wanted to tell you was my New Year's resolution, like, that I'm that I am doing right now which is I deleted Instagram from my phone for my goal is to just like take a month off and like not 
care about Instagram and hang out with my baby and see later if I ever want it back or not. Like, I didn't want to be like, I'm deleting Instagram forever because I, you know, what if I don't feel that way after a month? So I thought that a month was a healthy goal. And here we are day seven. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel on day seven of your sobriety? Um, (laughs) definitely not regular, not alcohol sober, but Insta sober for sure. And I feel, um, like I definitely am using my time more wisely because I'm not wasting two hours a day, like scrolling. So that's a big positive, uh, something funny. Well, not, not really funny, but like just a aha moment for me yesterday. So my typical routine is like, I wake up in the morning. Well, now with the baby, it's not that typical anymore, but ideally like when I get up in the morning, if there's not a screaming baby, I like to read my email and read the news. And I do all that from my phone in my bed. And I used to also like scroll through Instagram before even getting up in the morning. Mm -hmm. No. So now it's just like my email and my news and that's it. And then I get up. And yesterday, like sometime in the middle of the day, Gregory was like, oh my God, like something's happening. Something's Cause he deleted Instagram too. And, but he still had Twitter. And I feel because I didn't have Instagram, I was like so late to catching the news. Cause I don't watch end of the day news. I read my news first thing in the morning and that's it. Try to like keep sane with the whole COVID thing. So I don't read too much news these days besides first thing in the morning and everything that happened in the Capitol, like I, w- I didn't see any of that shit cause I was off Instagram. That's really interesting. Cause all of my updates and news and shit was on Instagram. Yeah. Obviously this morning when I read my news, it was a whole recap of everything, but yesterday morning it hadn't happened yet. And it happened in the middle of the afternoon, which is something that you definitely would have caught on. I would have been on Instagram. Exactly. I mean, my greatest source uh, is a guy, what's his name? Derek something. And he just talks and he's a politician and he talks and he updates and he adds screenshots and da, 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 da. So um, interesting. And, you know, people also take screenshots of Twitter and post it on Instagram, which is interesting because like there's like a visual element to Twitter that they like transferred to uh, Instagram. Have you noticed that? Like lots of people's profiles are just Twitter screenshots, like double. Yep. Well, that's how Gregory realized because he still has his Twitter. I don't even have Twitter, but he was on Twitter and he's like, oh, my God, something's happening. Like something's happening. (laughs) We need to turn on the news. Maybe maybe Twitter. Which, well, one thing that kind of annoyed me, like one realization that I had yesterday, you know, I missed that I was missing this news that was happening. But the reason that I was missing it is because I normally would have found out some news in the middle of the day via Instagram. And then I got to thinking, well, I don't really want Instagram to be my news source because that a lot of the news coming out of Instagram isn't, um, you know, well researched or valid or whatever. Um, so that was one thing that I've noticed so far in my, like, I just don't want Instagram to be my news source. And the fact that yesterday clearly would have been had I had it, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I'm using my time more wisely without it, but I'm also missing on some news. So I think I need to figure out a new way to get my news. It's not on Instagram, like a more reputable source because then I saw like Twitter blocked 
Donald Trump, Amazing. Twitter and Facebook. Like, Twitter and then it's like, well, that was how he communicated with people. So, you know, who's in charge? Like, who is running this media or the government or, you know, I don't know. It was just a lot of interesting stuff happening yesterday due to politics, which I don't want to talk about the politics of it all. But I, I did get me thinking a lot about, you know, news and the way that we get it and who's controlling it and all those creepy topics. <laughs> well, you know, I do think that reputable sources obviously are on Instagram, like Washington Post, LA Times, like they post yeah. And because they know that that's how people are getting their news. And especially that's how people under 30 are getting their news. Um, lots of people under 30 don't even have TV. So they're following like this through Instagram. Um, but also like, there are definitely ways around this. I also, I'm kind of feeling like I should recommend you get on Twitter because you're kind of a comedian and I feel like you have random thoughts all day, but whatever, just like run it. (laughs) Um, but also you can add like a bunch of notifications on your news so that you get more notifications. But then again, that's kind of invasive. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You have Gregory. So you kind of have like a <laughs> my walking, breathing news source in my house. Honestly, yeah. he was like, look at this guy in the Viking hat in the Capitol. <laughs> I thought he was joking. I died when I saw that photo. Crazy. What is wrong with people? I don't know. If you're listening to this podcast and you broke into the Capitol yesterday, what is wrong with you? (laughs) What is wrong with you? Karma is coming and we won't dive into it, but I will say, (laughs) I will say 25th Amendment time. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Um, Well, we're running out of time. Well, what was the other thing you wanted to tell me? This is good because it's easy and it's quick. So the other thing that I wanted to tell you is I've discovered the power of the body. <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy, but basically a couple, a couple months ago, I started up yoga again, which is funny. Cause like, you know, I like run here and there, but like, don't really work out. And da, 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 da. But then I started yoga again and I started like moving my body and stretching my body. And I started just like feeling better and not better in the way of like healthier cause healthier. Yes. But also like clearer, less anxious, more trusting. Um, I had more answers. Um, just like everything got better genuinely when I started like moving my body every day and then I read Glennon Doyle Love Warrior everyone who's listening I really recommend Glennon Doyle anything but Love Warrior is a kind of an entire story of her figuring out how to stop pretending which has been a big big lesson of mine like growing up in my teen years I always like pretended or morphed to like fit in or to be how I thought people wanted me to be anyway definitely have let that go but this is her journey through that And her final chapter ends with, you can nourish your mind through reading, through writing, through thinking, right? We all know that. You can nourish your soul through like meditation, through love, through all, you know, anything that's like heart-based. But, and, and those things give you answers and they kind of bring you into the world, but your body is the third thing And if you neglect your body, and in Glennon Doyle's case, she was bulimic. She she, uh, didn't eat well. Um, 
that's not my case. You know, I eat a little too well, uh, but I, I would stop moving because I, I have a really fast metabolism and I like, I'm usually just fine, like, like appearance wise. So I go through periods of not moving my body. And when I read that your body has answers too, I was like, I fucking know. I just discovered that through yoga. And, and I'm, it's like so simple, but it's really profound. And I feel like when you meet really great people, they have a daily exercise and they have like something that they do even for like 30 minutes. And, um, I'm kind of just really into this idea that your body has answers. So that's kind of just what I wanted to share. I love that one. That's such a good one. Yeah. Um, the, body, the body definitely, I'm finding more and more how incredible the body is. That the body knows how to do a bunch of stuff that you don't even have to tell it to do. Right. Like build another human, um, which kind of blew my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> every day your body's working and doing that and you don't really have to do much. Well, and your mind is also thinking every day and your soul is also loving every day. Yep. Like the key is to be kind to all these things. So like be, be, you know, write and read and think for your mind, like keep doing that and like talk and have conversation like this podcast and like love and, and go on walks and be peaceful and like listen to the leaves, like for your soul and be kind to your body too. I feel like it's easiest. I mean, I, maybe we all forget, like there's three elements of our ourselves that we need to nourish. And I think at some point we will forget one, you know, we'll be like, Oh fuck, I haven't meditated. I haven't been loving. I've just been angry and going through life, like with, with blinders on. Um, so yeah. you have to remember to nourish. So, so, um, yeah, nourish those three parts. Don't forget the three parts, mind, body, soul, and marry your best friend. Those are, those are my two <laughs> that I want you to know. <laughs> love that advice mm -hmm. I need to do some nourishing of my soul for sure <laughs> there we go yeah maybe after this podcast that's what I'll do <laughs> I love it I love you it's so good to see you new mama oh I love you too I miss you I'm sad I'm missing your birthday you will be there on zoom I'll be there on zoom we'll be there in spirit Happy 2021, everyone. Yeah, happy 2021. We'll be back next week with maybe an all new intro. So look out for that. Yeah, we might have intro music next time. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>